Welcome to TAD Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's TAD Talks. This is Tressa Dorsey, and with me, as always, oh, are you going to talk now, or what? Well, you know, uh, I was going to play a little bit silent today, but I'll, I'll, this is Aaron Lawson, the Director of Training and Development for TAD Grants. You know, we were just talking to our faithful listeners out there. Um, <laughs> All four of about them. Our, about our inconsistencies with how we're doing these. But Tress and I definitely made a commitment recently to not be so inconsistent. So once we agree upon our consistency, we'll let everybody know and probably get more of these out eventually. Right, Eventually. Tressa? Yeah, no, that's definitely <laughs> it. Well, and today, I think I'm super excited about today's podcast, actually, because with us is an extra special guest. He's extra special, and he's the only guy that I've seen so far that has figured out how to maintain his classic GQ looks during quarantine. And that is Harrison Tunney. He is the chief innovation officer for career team. Hello, sir. How are you? How's it going? Yeah, no, she's completely lying. Um, <laughs> I'm a complete disaster. It's a good thing you can't see me. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you could be insta-famous. I'm not going to lie. Your, your hair is done good. Like you like, you're, you're looking like you're going into work every day. So are you? I was just curious. Do you have to go into an office or are you, are you grounded and working from home? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's funny because not to jump right into things. But yeah, one of the biggest things with, you know, going virtual is, you know, I try to encourage everybody to still turn on their webcam and still dress, you know, somewhat decent, right? To, you know, still be okay with sharing their face and being able to see a friendly face or a smiling face, even though we're, you know, nobody's seeing each other in person. So I try to keep it together as much as I can. Well, no, that's, and thank you. That's our first hot tip of the day, I guess, for me. So yeah, I obviously don't adhere to that. And that's why I was going to say, can we push pause and go change? Because (laughs) (laughs) I know we're feeling a little like, you know, we're slumming it right now compared to you. You're ready to go. And we're like, oh, wait, what's happening? You can't see this stain on my t-shirt, can you? (laughs) No, no. Well, that's it. But I think people have seen that stain before because you wear that one a bit. So you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're all right. It's okay. oh, thank you. Hey, yeah, struggle bus, you know what I mean? Struggle bus. So first off, you know, being being a guest on TAD Talks obviously is not going to be a dry uh, workforce podcast, but, but I do want to actually find out a little bit more because one of the things that I find interesting about Career Team specifically is some of your services and products. And so maybe just tell our, our listeners, you know, a little bit about Career Team, what you're about, what you do in workforce, and, and we'll kind of start from there. Sure. So a uh, career team was established in 1996. Uh, we do WIOA, TANF, SNAP contracts all over the country. I think over the past probably 10 years now, we have been shifting more and focusing a lot on the software end of things, our Career Edge program, uh, which is an online, some people would call it a learning management system. Some people would call it a case management system. It does a little bit of both. So we provide online content mainly for job seekers. We also have some tools in there like a resume builder, We have an interview simulation trainer, which is cool because it teaches people how to do webcam interviews, which is obviously popular right now. But then, yeah, and a lot of document conversion, digital signatures, again, trying to really uh, service people fully remotely. And again, because we've been doing it for quite some time, just like you said, you know, it has been a nice, easier shift into this new world that we're working in. And yes, I do. uh, I thank God that we are pretty busy right now, too, because a lot of people are saying, oh, my goodness, 
we need remote services. We need to go fully remote. We need these things converted so that we don't have to see people in person. And so we've been, yeah, very fortunate to be, uh, I guess, in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say that one of the things, you know, because we met just for, for people that are listening, we vendors at conferences do get bored at times. And so we will talk to one another for the, you know, when everybody's in session. And so when we actually met probably a couple years ago now, I think maybe at the first conference, I think we were probably in booths next to each other. And I can't really remember which one, but, but I do remember thinking like, what is that? Like career team, what's that? And then the career edge, I didn't piece it together until I started talking talking with you and finding more information about what the services were. And and I was going to say, I actually found out because we have a mutual colleague in the state of Kentucky. Mm. And so I was going to have you just share, because I think this is really what I love to see, which is a state adoption of something. I'm making it, you know, system wide. And so tell us a little bit about that what I think is a really awesome achievement. So yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, the state of Kentucky started off as a relationship in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is the South Central region. Uh, Dr. Robert Boone, who's a big advocate for us down there, really had the vision to say, hey, all right, yes, number one, we've been using CareerEdge, again, pre-pandemic, but yeah, allowing people to get services remotely. But because of the success there, we were able to take it to the state level. And so now there is the Kentucky Career Edge, uh, where they can, again, any Anybody in the state of Kentucky, right, who's going into one of our locations or who's just using or needs to use the services um, is able to go online and utilize that um, uh, that portal and that system. So, again, another thing that was happening pre-pandemic and since the pandemic, obviously, things have really in usage and registrations have obviously gone through the roof. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to say an entire state has adopted this new way of learning and this new way of providing workforce services. So yeah, we're excited for that to be our first statewide partner. But again, it, it opens up a whole new realm of possibilities because now you're starting to tap into and making the connection between workforce development, nonprofits, uh, reentry programs, and then also the community colleges or just colleges, higher education in general, and being able to have uh, and see the overlap that we should see with our services. And so um, it's definitely helpful. Again, yes, being remote, but also being able to have those different, you know, whether you call them affiliate sites or access points, but having them kind of all be on a standard system and be able to all share in the similar resources. That's part of, you know, why we keep, you know, a lot of our services, not open source, but, you know, just more of an open platform where people, more people can join because again, the more people, uh, the better. And of course, the more people again on the same page uh, with the same mission is, uh, is what we're all about. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And, and you know, it, it kind of brings up, I think, a next logical question. You don't even necessarily have to answer it in terms of your current position, but it's going to go hand in hand a little bit. And that is, you know, what do you see as the biggest challenges in career center operations that a lot of centers are currently facing? And, and like this mystery of what we call two or three months from now or six months, it just seems to evolve like every other. What do you anticipate being some of the biggest challenges that some of our listeners, you know, they know the reality in their space? What is career team? What do you think are you anticipating to be those challenges coming up? Yeah, sure. So I know it's obviously hard to predict what the future is going to look like. I mean, I know a lot of people are just trying to figure out, hey, are my kids going to go to school in a couple months, right? And what's that going to look like from a working standpoint? And yeah, when am I going to go back to the office? I think for workforce, right, for the people that are probably listening to this, I'm sure it's somewhat similar as far as 
Am I going to be going into the office or are we going to be seeing customers in person? I know that kind of the, I guess the, you know, the stimulus or the stipend or whatever, you know, unemployment is obviously going to be expiring soon. And so I know that the customers we're talking to, they're saying, oh my goodness, the floodgates are about to open and it's going to be crazy. And so of course, you know, that is not necessarily on our side. And uh, again, so I think issue number one or problem number one that we're going to have to solve is obviously scalability, being able to scale and use our resources. Resources. I hate to keep pointing back to virtual services, but of course, that is how you are able to scale in some cases. And, uh, and again, hate to use this word, but triage, right? And know kind of who we can serve right now. And that goes from a customer, a job seeker standpoint, but also an employer standpoint, uh, right? So if you're meeting with employers, you kind of need to be able to triage and say, okay, who has jobs right now? Who really doesn't have jobs? Or, you know, we talked to our, our lead business service rep, uh, Byron, um, who's out in Delaware. And he was saying that he has employers that he used to have to call them all the time and say, hey, do you got any jobs, any jobs, you know, you're looking to hire anybody. Now they're calling him and they're saying, we have all these jobs. We'll take anybody. Like the people that weren't qualified before, we need them. Again, depends on the industry, obviously. But so yeah, again, I, I think you're going to need to be able to scale. I guess my biggest next point is that, yeah, you still need to have the personal touch. You know, at Career Team, we like to say that we are high touch and high tech, which means that, yes, we might have some high tech you know, platforms and systems and that kind of thing, but we're not going to forget about the high touch, meaning you still need to have a personal relationship with people. And yes, those floodgates might be opening. You might be serving your caseload's going to go through the roof, but you still need to be able to have that human element to be able to understand their personal barriers that they might have, and then be able to, again, have that heart come into play, even though you're still trying to serve the masses in a difficult time. Yeah, no, no, great. I, I can see all of that. And, you know, that hits right into Tad Grant's philosophy of building solid relationships is the foundation for everything that we do and teach literally in every one of our courses. I'm sure people who've heard us multiple times think, oh, here they go again. But it's not a, we really believe, and as you would call it, the high touch to be able to to relate to people in maybe ways where that's not our preference. For example, maybe it's through like these Zoom meetings and this is what we're allowed to do. And I think for, for a lot of us, we just have to suspend how we feel about it and try our best to be proficient and true, even when it's not our first choice in connecting. And so, yeah, no, that's awesome. I agree with you wholeheartedly with so much unknown. And you talk about the kids, you know, I have a 10 and a nine-year-old. Um, I have older kids too. Thank God they're on their own and happy, but the nine and 10 year old, and I'm like, Oh, what am I talking about going to school or not? I'm like, be honest with you. I love them, but man, it'll be three people come into this house at one point, And then I'm not going to say who knows who makes it out. It's like survivor, you know, who's getting tossed off the Island. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I hear you yeah. totally. I, I will say another, I guess, a positive spin that you can put on what we're going through and how things are going is that even though it feels like we're actually, I guess, further apart or less connected, I almost feel like we're getting more connected because, you know, right now, if we're on a webinar and I can see what's going on in your background, I now know how many kids you have where in a business meeting that would have never came up, right? Or I didn't know, you know, what poster was on your wall in, in your room because I didn't know that much about you. But now right. it's weird in a weird way. We're almost becoming more connected 
connected because we're that that whole work life balance is is not existing anymore. Right. <laughs> so right. It, it, yeah, our, our our personal or our family lives are creeping into our businesses because we kind of have to. We have a, a webcam on that's turned on to show everybody what's going on. So in yeah. a weird way, I feel like we're actually bonding sometimes more with our customers, our partners, and that kind of thing. So I would say and encourage anybody who is a case manager or who is dealing with clients, you know, get, like you kind of said, you know, it kind of embrace that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know what, this is the new way that we're doing things. It's a little different. It's a little strange, but yeah, we don't know how long this is going to last either. So we, we kind of have to figure out and I guess make the best out of it too. Yeah. No, great. I agree completely. I think that what you said was actually one of the things that I was curious about because you talked about high touch and making sure that there's, you know, that you add a personal touch to this kind of virtual service, right? And so I think one of the things is, you know, I always use the term embrace the suck. You know, here's the deal. It's not going to change. It's not going to go away. And I don't believe, and, and this is what we've been talking about a lot with our customers, you can forget the idea that what we're using now is somehow going to just be like, oh, okay, we don't need that anymore. And now we're done because we're all back to business as usual. I mean, I, and I hope not. I hope one of the benefits, in addition, I think getting kind of this connection with people in a way that you, you know, otherwise wouldn't is the idea that we needed to get pushed out of the analog state. We needed to get pushed out of JTPA and, you know, handwritten documents, you know, OJT contracts that were sliding off the page from being copied a million times, you know, that kind of thing. And we needed to embrace technology as an industry. And it's something that we talk about in our trainings. I feel like if there was any goodness to this, it's also that we are now forced to jump into an age where technology is being used to the betterment of our customer too, not just because it's making life easy, but because this is going to make the lives of our customers easier and we can provide more services in a shorter period of time. But I do think that you still tend to lose a little bit of that human connection. So based on, you know, it's kind of a good lead in, it was, it was almost like you saw these questions or something in advance, but <laughs> I am curious, how does career team or what's your philosophy even around, you know, maybe you have like three tips or something or strategies that you think are the most important or the most beneficial or useful. What are the strategies for providing that personal touch when you're doing it virtually and not just, I mean, I think it's, it might be easier if I'm looking at you like, you know, we are right now versus email or phone, which, which we just ran a, a few courses and we got a lot of survey results back that said a lot of people really aren't doing virtual like this, where you're seeing the other person on a webcam. It's, it's primarily phone, text, and email. And so my question is, what do you think about that? What are the strategies, maybe like two or three strategies you can think of to make sure that we're still making that personal connection with another human being? Sure. So even though we kind of said it, but yes, I do believe that, yeah, having a Zoom, a Skype, a team meeting where you are encouraging people to turn on their webcams or, you know, of course, prepare them, right? And say, hey, this next meeting, we want everybody to show up. The other thing that you can do with that is make it fun, right? I'm sure you've seen people with their own custom, you know, backgrounds that they have on Zoom or something like that. Again, this might be a little out there, but have like a costume dress up day, right? And have a bring a prop with you, right? Bring something onto the webcam with you. Again, why not make it fun? Why not make it interesting? Break the norm. And again, because we're all working from home, have a family day. 
We had a family day. It was, you know, on a Friday where everybody brought their kids and everybody brought their family members, everybody that they were living with on the webinar with them. It was an internal, you know, company thing, but you know what I mean, right? So again, making things fun. You know, there's an article on having Zoom fatigue, right? Which I definitely have, right? I'm on back to back to back to back Zooms. And, you know, you, you might get tired of looking at a computer screen all day long. And so anyways, you got to figure out ways to break things up. And the other thing that I, that I did want to touch on, you know, just to go back to what you, the point you were making before about how we're never going to kind of go back, right? Somebody who automated a system or somebody who created a new way of doing things more efficiently or virtually isn't going to say, hey, you know what, let's go back to the way that we used to do it by paper, right? Because again, the time that you now realize that you're saving, the efficiencies that you're creating again, you're not going to look back. So I do agree. And I just want to reiterate, you know, there's the point that, um, yeah, this is, again, think of this in the positive and saying, okay, now we, now that we've converted all of our documents to be digital, we do a lot of like digital timesheets, right? For like summer youth programs where they have to clock in and clock out with using a digital timesheet. They used to be doing that on a piece of paper timesheet and signing off on it by hand. And now that they've converted into a digital one, they say, well, again, why would we go back and do it the other way? What that allows you to do though, is now it frees up time to do more of that personal touch, right? If you automate the things that you can automate, even with, again, your workshops, I'm sure, with our online content, there's some content that you're saying the same thing to every person, every customer needs to know to show up, I don't know, half hour, 15 minutes early to an interview, right? So instead of you just saying that to every one individual person again and again and again, that's something that should be automated. It should be a module that they have to watch before they meet with to talk about their upcoming interview so that that doesn't need to be a topic that you discuss. Instead, you're focusing on the individual barrier, the individual person and their professional or their work experience or what some of those hurdles were for them personally. So it allows you when you automate things, when you make things easier, more efficient, faster, it gives you more time to now focus on, again, the customer. And like I said before, that customer could mean uh, the job seeker from a case manager level, but in business services, that means the employer. If you allow the employer and give them the power and the tools to be able to go into a system and you know search for candidates or post their jobs, whatever it is that's automated on that end, that means you can spend more time finding more employers or working with them on their job description or exactly what they're looking for, finding them the right candidate. Again, some of the benefits that are coming out of this, I think I wove in some kind of tips in there as I was answering the question. You but, did, yeah. you did, I promise. <laughs> no, it, no, you did. And, and I actually appreciate the perspective. And so I have two little dogs. And so I'm going to implement a bring your dog to Zoom day okay. or something because I, and they can just sit, you know what I mean? Or like, maybe that's just who you see the whole time while you're, you know, while you're talking and you can just share your animals, right? Well, my one dog will sit forever because he's really lazy, but yeah, I'm, but no, I actually like some of those ideas and, and I liked it from the internal customer service standpoint too, right? Because you are missing out on a lot of that daily interaction you might have when you're in the office and, you know, you're only going to be as strong as your team, right? So if your team feels disjointed internally, of course, it takes a lot of people to coordinate services for just one job seeker or one business. So, you know, we, we can't forget that side of it, right? We can't forget that we still have to have a unity and a kind of a shared mission and refocus on that mission. I mean, I don't know about weekly, but, you know, if you have a, a weekly coffee break where you guys kind of get together at 10 o'clock and it's, hey, let's just talk about a good thing that happened this week, a challenge you had this week, let's just be supportive. I think the more we can do that internally with teams, I think that will 
will inevitably show in the way that we're handling some of the challenges we're experiencing when serving you know, our job seekers and our businesses as well. So I really liked that idea. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I do too. And I'm going to switch gears just a little bit on you, Harrison. All right. I got a quick question for you. How long have you worked in the workforce development arena? Sure. So uh, it has been 10 years now. And, you know, how I kind of got into things, right, was I had my own web design business. And so I was a web designer, did web design for small, medium-sized companies. And one of those companies that called me up one day was Career Team. And as I was doing with all my other clients, right, when I build a website for somebody, I learn about their company and about their business. And I had no idea what workforce development was or what TANF and SNAP and all those other things were, all these other acronyms that I'm sure everybody loves. Yeah, that's okay because no, nobody else knows what workforce development is either. So, I mean, until recently, I think this is probably the best promotion we've ever had because everybody else was like, what do you do? And you explain it and they're like, so what again? What is that? So yeah, so don't feel bad. We always laugh about that. It's like we have a bunch of folks that do this work that literally nobody knows about. And when you try and explain it, they're like, so, oh, so you're a staffing agency. No, not exactly. So don't feel bad about not knowing what it was. But but I was going to say 10 years. So what was it about it as you're going through building their site? What was it specifically that made you think, that's my jam right there. I got to do that. To give obviously credit to career team, but I loved the way that they did, I guess in my mind and what most people's mind is government services, right? You know, one of their core values is that we zag which means we don't do things like everybody else does, right? And so, you know, when I first came to career team, one of their big things, even though now we kind of changed it a little bit because it was a little silly at the time, but every office had, uh, they weren't like, you know, go into a government building, it's usually like white walls, but they had purple, green, and orange walls and offices on all of their offices. And so little things like that made me see, okay, they look at this government, you know, social services through a different lens then that was, you know, number one, just kind of the difference and how it was, they were trying to make government and social services fun. But then in addition to that, I started looking under the hood at some of the existing technologies that were being used in some of our customers and some of the, you know, state locations and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh my goodness, what, how, how does the system work? And they were like, oh, well, it was built in the 90s. And so it's a little slow and not all the data is accurate sometimes. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, what, what did you just say? And so it was this big light bulb where, you know, obviously light bulb opportunity, but light bulb of being able to help I mean, people, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's why we're in workforce development is because we like helping people. And so I knew if I could apply what I know from a technology standpoint to services that are ultimately helping people change their lives with getting them a new job or their first job, then that's the business that I want to be in. And that's the most rewarding thing for me, right? When a case manager or a job seeker says, your course helped me get a job, right? And I'm like, and I said, I didn't even, I didn't even do anything. That was a module I built five years ago, but you're still getting something out of it, right? That's, you know, again, that's the most rewarding thing in the whole world. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think we feel the same way. Um, We always say, you know, we might have a workshop with 10 to 30 to 50 people in it. And it's always like, okay, you know, if we can hit on what 
three or four people need in this group and they can go out and make a difference in someone's life to either transform their life through training, a new job, a first job, then that I agree with you because you can totally transform an individual and or a family's life with the impact of successful occupation and career. And so, yeah, we totally relate to that. And it kind of, I was going to follow up that, how long have you been in and how did you get in workforce with another uh, personal question for the 10 years you've spent, can you name something that you're really proud of that you've done in the 10 years you've spent in workforce? Something that just jumps out to you. I know some people are like, I don't want to sound arrogant or whatever, but what is it that just probably already popped in your mind? What is it that you're most proud of? It's a broad question, but it is because it, but it is what it is, right? So, um, and that is honestly developing the platform that we developed, right? Um, which mm-hmm. is an ongoing thing forever. But, you know, we're at a point right now where we can look at our total number of users and it's that 350,000 people have mm-hmm. gone through our system, have been touched in some way by, you know, the content that we're developing or the tools that we have. Again, even though that's looking at it from like a 10,000 foot overview, but then when you do get into the granular, which I try to do, um, you know, we always ask just like I'm sure you guys do, you ask for feedback on how was this presentation? We ask for feedback all the time for how much did you like these videos? How easy was the website to use? Did you get something out of this? So I do like to even go and zoom into that individual view where I'm able to see, okay, yeah, somebody's saying like, wow, this changed my life or wow, I never, I never realized that I could do this or you helped me uncover a weakness that I had and I was able to fix it. Again, even though we're creating these technology solutions, again, we still weave the human element into everything we do, right? And sometimes we ask the hard questions inside of our modules, like, again, what is your greatest weakness? Or why do you procrastinate? Or what is the true meaning to, of work to you? Why does it mean that, right? Who taught you that? And those deep questions, being able to see people's you know, lives change because of it. Again, I know it's a broad, broad answer, but sure. it, it really is, right? I mean, it really is coming down to, I, I, I know that I'm, you know, doing my little bit of difference that I can do. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm like, Harrison, that's so moving. No, I mean, but three, I mean, the, the amount of people though, I mean, think about it, right? You as one person or any one person that works at career team or one person that works at Tag Grants, that's a lifetime of work to reach 350,000 people. I could never, I mean, I don't even know if, you know, it's like you think about like one person, but you're able to do that through Career Edge and the platform and the technology that you created. And I think that speaks volumes. And I, and I think it is something to be incredibly proud of. Maybe you're just doing the right thing because that's what your conscience tells you to do. And it, and it, and it gives you the feels, you know, like you're like, yeah, the feel goods, you know. Um, but, but I think what that tells me is it also just kind of demonstrates that you see things broader than yourself and broader than, you know, a company just making money to do this. It's like, no, there's actually people behind these numbers that, you know, you look at that information. To me, I feel like that's admirable. I have to be honest about this. I mean, I like you. You're a good guy. You're kind of you're kind of funny. Well, you're kind right. of smart, right? You know, you're yeah, well, no. I mean, you know, you're kind of like a GQ guy like that. Um, but what what really this is how I really knew you were like a really good person. It was your taste in macaroons. And I oh. feel like, yeah, it was it was the lavender macaroons with the oh, yeah, yeah, the gold flake, you know. And I thought to myself, now that guy's fancy and I gotta get to know him. <laughs> that was that was really what did it for me. So so okay, I have one more question for you. I'm actually curious about this one. And this is probably one of the last questions uh before we wrap up here. But this is one thing that I'm really curious about, and I'm wondering what you've seen and and what you know career team is kind of thinking about. About, you know, when it comes to the trades, right, and it comes to things like 
like welding, TIG, MIG, right? It comes to lean manufacturing. It comes to how to be a con- on-site construction. How the heck do we do that virtually when this is all based on curriculum that you learn and then there's hands-on applied learning in order to, you know, demonstrate, you know, it's it's great to read about how to use an arc welder, but I mean, I'm going to guarantee you, you probably want to see somebody actually trying before you put them on a job site. So what are your thoughts around that? Um, is there anything career teams doing in that space that would help other people listening to get some ideas or, you know, just tell me a little bit about how you think we're going to overcome that challenge. Yeah, I I don't think, right, you can't fully overcome it. But I will say, and I'll kind of combine this with what we were just talking about, right, about, uh, I guess, being in the industry that we're in. And it's because it it does attract people that have, uh, I guess, more of a heart than are they following their heart more than they're following the dollar? And But I say that because I think it's important for us to learn from the companies that do follow the dollar, I guess you could say, right? And that are more geared towards just making more money because that is where a lot of innovation comes out of. And so we can always learn from, again, a lot of the for-profit industries and different industries and bringing, into their, bringing in their ideas. And so with that, right, even a couple years ago, I think it was, yeah, two or three years ago now even, because of what you were just saying, we even started looking into um, virtual reality, right? So we developed like an app and it was a virtual reality interview so that you can put on a headset and you can go into an interview and practice your interview as if you were in an office. Again, that's not necessarily hands-on, but it does give you a full 360 degree view of what it would be to work in that uh, in that environment and in that atmosphere. So VR is, you know, kind of going the, going, I guess, as far as you can go without shipping somebody a tangible tangible thing to work on. The other thing that we are doing that we built into the career edge, I mentioned doing, you know, virtual mock interviews using your webcam. We've actually repurposed that for individual industries so that if it was a manufacturing job that somebody is going into, they would actually have to on video record themselves doing something, right? And demonstrating that they could do something. And so it could be a demonstration, but it could also be a customer service role, right? So it's a it's a customer and they're they're really mad about something that happened, how we're okay, and they say this, this, and this, that record button goes on, and now your video camera's on, and you have to say something to that customer. So we're building those things right now. Um, we've been doing it for a, a lot of youth programs because no, a lot of youth programs have been canceled this year because they are not able to go on the job, and that's where they would have had that hands-on experience. Uh, so number one, we built some modules that teach them about different industries, but we've also put in exactly what I just said, those more scenario-based questions and almost like they're going into an interview and they're being interviewed for a specific industry, but helping them and and having them actually practice using a webcam. Again, if you videotape yourself, that's that's a pretty good indicator of how you will respond. If not, it even puts more pressure on you because you're able to see yourself, play it back and then critique yourself and say, oh my goodness, I look look crazy. I need to afford that. (laughs) Well, yeah. Or if you're so well, or if you're like me, you just you just go, wow, am I really that nasally? Like I'm, I I don't know, is that really what I sound like? Nobody right? likes to hear their own voice. For Nobody, sure, yeah. I know. I'm like, I mean, I I'm like, oh my gosh, no. So can I just tell you that I think that is so cool because. The, especially the part about, you know, let's say it, it's a construction job and, you know, your job is like, okay, you have to demonstrate that you know how to property properly wire a light socket or an, an outlet. 
turn on your video camera. It's like, all right, you know how to test for the, you know, you have steps that you need to follow all that. And then the instructor can basically watch the video and say, oh, you know what? You didn't do that right. Here's what you did. Let's back that up. And I think that that is actually wonderful. I mean, I, I didn't expect you to actually give me a really good answer like <laughs> so, that. So that's, that's really awesome. Right now we're doing virtual job fairs or virtually hiring events, right? What I was just talking about, right? The employer, um, I'm sorry, there's like a fake interview or a fake recorded video. We're actually giving the employers that are going to attend the virtual job fair, the ability to record whatever they want to and ask the the person, the, the candidate, whatever they want to. And so then the candidate will be able to record their answers to the employer. The employer logs into a backend. They pull up all the people that have answered the interview question to be able to see okay, I like this person, like this person, and let me see this person's resume to be able to evaluate the talent based on their recorded answers to their questions. That's fantastic. I, I mean, really, that is fantastic. It's just part of what we have to do. But I also don't think that that's a bad thing either. I mean, something that we can keep doing in addition, to, you know, I mean, like I said, once we open back up, using all of these types of technological advances, you know, to our advantage, and, you know, and increasing efficiency and hopefully being I think better partners to our businesses because that to me sounds like something that would be a lot more useful for businesses. Sometimes the meeting kind of a herd of people having, you know, thanks for your resume. I've got 10 people behind you in line. Right. So, I mean, I think that those are, those are all awesome. Well, Harrison, I, I do have, I do have two more questions. I kind of lied. And the first question I have for you, and this one's actually the most important question. Uh, well, it's second to the most important. Have you watched the tiger King? Yes or no? Of course. Okay, yes. you did. Okay, okay. And so the next question, and the, and I mean, inquiring minds, did Carol Baskins kill her husband? This is what we need to know. Your thoughts. Really good question. I think she did. Um, they can't say where the van was or the van was, you know, <laughs> or, you know, they can't say why it was there. It looks suspicious, right? Why would a, why would a guy literally completely disappear off the map? Right. Yeah. It's way too much. Uh, way too much smoke. There's got to be a fire, and I think she's the only one who did it. So, okay, good. So that's where you weigh in. So I, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that because we really only have about four listeners, anyways. Um, Tad Grants and Career Team uh, do not endorse any statements made on this podcast by any of its guests, hosts, or otherwise, and this is a and cannot be held liable for any statements we make. So that's my legal disclaimer. Say, <laughs> you know, can I just call my, can I call my lawyer. By the way, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking. So, so I'm on board with that. I, I just want to wrap out by wrap up by saying um, thank you so much for taking yet another Zoom call and being kind enough to participate in our podcast. We really, really appreciate your time and thank you for all the tips. I think our, our listeners are really going to find what you've offered today incredibly helpful. Yeah, thank you for for everything. I mean, I really appreciate doing this and seeing your guys' face because I miss seeing them at the conferences, right? I know. Um, hopefully we'll be back at one soon. I mean, if all is safe, I mean, maybe we'll be in like those little like plastic booths, you know what I mean? Each vendor <laughs> yeah. has their own plastic booth that they have to be in and you have to be containment <laughs> for the whole can, time. But uh, People can go by and throw eggs like on their way, <laughs> yeah. back, you know what I mean? Because we're totally protected at that point, you know? Um, so, actually, no, I, no, I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy to do it. And uh, yeah, you guys are awesome.
Thanks, Harrison. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. So you take care, stay safe. And of course, um, as always, to our listeners out there, uh, really important, if they have questions for you or career team or career edge software, anything like that, where can they find you and get a hold of you? Sure. Um, careerteam.com is our website. But yeah, and then it's just Harrison, H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N at careerteam.com is my email address. And yeah, send me an email. Uh, we can set up a, a quick webinar, show you what we have and um, yeah, see if there's a way we can help you out. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Harrison. We appreciate your time and to the rest of you out there. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Please be safe and be kind to one another.